0: And Dathan and Abiram. So Moses got up and he rushed over to the tents of Dathan and Abiram. Followed by the elders of Israel. Quick, he told the people, get away from the tents of these wicked people. Get away from the! Don't touch anything that belongs to them. If you do, you will be destroyed for their sins. So all the people stood back from the tents of Cothan and Dathan and Abiram. And Dathan and Abiram came out, stood at the entrance to their tents. Along with their wives and their children and their little ones. And then Moses said, this is how we will know that the Lord has sent me to do all these things that I have done. Think about all the things that Moses has done by God's authority. He's used his staff, and in God's authority, he's parted the Red Sea. They've walked through on dry land. There have been miracle after miracle after miracle that God has done. And so Moses said, this is how you'll know, in case you've forgotten how that God has sent me to do these things. For I've not done them on my own authority or power. This is God's authority. If these men die a natural death, if nothing unusual happens, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord does something entirely new and the ground opens up its mouth and swallows them and all of their belongings and they go down alive into the grave then you will know that these men have shown contempt for the Lord. He'd hardly finished speaking the words when the ground suddenly split open beneath them and the earth opened up its mouth and swallowed the men and their households and their followers and everything that was with them. Excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. Everything they owned. So they went down alive into the grave along with all of their belongings. You can see in the art They're screaming, help, help, help. And the earth closed over them, and they all vanished from among the people of Israel. All the people around them freaked out and fled when they heard their screams. The earth is going to swallow us too, they cried. They knew they were a part of this rebellion. And then fire blazed forth from the Lord and burned up the 250 men and their incense burners. Whoa, that is pretty intense. Can you imagine? This isn't a great picture. Sovi's picture is a little bit better, I think. You can see the tents and the people that are falling right into this split that has opened up in the ground. And it's as if as God is saying to these people, you know what, the punishment will fit the crime. You wanted to create a split, Here in these people, literally, I will create a split and we'll see who survives. And so literally, God splits the ground open and deals with them. And this incident becomes so significant that it's referred back to a few times in Scripture. And it becomes a bit emblematic of rebellion and a rebellious heart all through Scripture. It's mentioned again in the book of Jude, chapter 11 where it says, like Korah, all of these people who defy authority will perish in their rebellion. Well, Why? Why is the consequence so severe? Well, it's because their rebellion isn't really against Moses and Aaron's leadership. It's against the Lord. You see, the Bible gives us pretty clear instructions around authority, and the consequences of rebelling against those in authority. And the reason for this is that the Bible shows us that all authority is actually derived authority. All authority comes from God. Think about what Jesus says in Matthew 28 19 and 20. And I'm going to give you a hint, kids. If you're coming to day camp, you're going to learn that because there's an awesome song that has the words to that right in it. We learned a day camp training this, this week. When Jesus says it in Matthew, in the Great Commission, he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All authority in heaven and on earth is God's authority. So any authority that anyone else has is derived from or subsequent to the authority that God has and that God has given to them. So let me give you a few examples. Well, let's brainstorm together. What are, what are a few examples you can think of authority? And then we'll try and figure out, you know, is that authority that somehow God has given to them? Just shout it out. Think of somebody in, in authority. Parents. Yeah, for sure. Family authority. God's actually given and set up an authority in uh, family structures. In Ephesians chapter 6, 1, it says, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. As a child, as an adult, God's placed you in a family which has authority structures built into it. And as much as you don't always agree with them, kids, your parents do have a legitimate authority that's been given to them to exercise for your well-being. Their job is to guide you and nurture you, keep you safe from harm, so you grow into a mature and responsible adult who follows Jesus and may or may not be a contributing member of society. What, no amens from parents over that being the parent's job? I mean, come on, let's get a little more excited about that parent. So, okay, so family authority, that obeying family authority is one thing that God has instituted, and so obedience to that actually is an expression of obedience to God. What's another area of authority? The government. Yeah, for sure. The, a government authority. What's another area of authority? Policeman? Yeah, that's right. Are you just saying that because your dad is one? Yeah? It's a good example. It's a good example. What else? Yeah, for sure. Other, other branches of the government? Yes, who in the States have unfettered authority to listen to your phone calls. <laughs> so, yeah. What else? Other areas of authority that you can think of. The church? Yes, there's spiritual authority. Whether it's in, in the church or people. Uh, in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 8, Paul is talking to those whom he has responsibility for. He says, the Lord's given me authority spiritually for you. And it's authority that's there to build you up and to encourage you. To strengthen you. On your spiritual journey, there's likely people that have built into your life in significant ways. Maybe it was a camp counselor. Maybe it was a teacher or a mentor or people who have been placed in your path by God who have been put there to challenge you, to correct you, to rebuke you, to admonish you, to train you. And they could be people from a long time ago. They could be people uh, in Jericho Ridge here. And God has given those people places or spheres of spiritual authority in your life. And their role is to help you come to places of maturity and wisdom and grow. And so in the areas of spiritual authority, they're not always positional, so the lines are maybe a little less clear-cut than in areas of other areas of authority, but they're no less legitimate. For example, uh, as one of the, the pastoral team members here at Jericho I am under the spiritual authority of the elders at the church. And the role of the elders is to exercise that collective spiritual authority and discernment. And sometimes that involves challenging people who are divisive. Sometimes it involves great areas of joy for the elders, like celebrating and blessing and discerning who God is bringing into the life of the church. People like uh, Bailey Davies, she's going to get baptized down in Washington State on uh july the 14th and so the elders celebrate and discern together around membership covenant membership in the life of the church so that's an that's an example of spiritual authority and how it might be exercised so and logan you were talking about uh government authority right and areas of police and all kinds of things right and jared was talking about that too and somebody else said it Uh, and that is also laid out for us in the bible in romans chapter 13 Says, everyone must submit to the governing authorities, for all authority comes from God. And those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority, the scriptures say, is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. And first Peter chapter two for the Lord's sake, respect all human authority. Heads of state, officials, that they have appointed, agencies that they have in place. God has instituted them for our good. This week, your property taxes are due. Pay them for a number of practical reasons, but also because God has given the state a realm of authority. And so they're to do this to create and keep peace, maintain justice and the well-being of our culture and society and our way of life. Do they always get it right? No. So this is a, sometimes becomes a challenge for people in different parts of the world. How do I obey governing authorities who may have very different ideas about what it's like to rule? This is a challenge for people in uh, places like even brothers and sisters in places like Turkey these days and in all kinds of other places in the world where they really have to figure out and wrestle with this, how do I submit myself to authority, and are there times and places where um, it might be appropriate to question that authority in some way? So don't hear what this text is not saying. Romans 13 is not saying that the authority that God has given to civil and governmental bodies is absolute and unquestionable. Only God's authority is, is absolute and exercised in the right way all of the time. So if you or I have an issue with some aspect of our government, in our society, it's actually much easier than in many places in the world. There's certainly room for you and I to voice our opinion on different issues. And our opinions may be very different than those who are in municipal or provincial or federal government or any agency thereof. But as Christians, when we do so we are still called to do so with respect. You may disagree that you were speeding, but you need to treat the authority that pulls you over with respect in that conversation. Oh, someone says. As Christians, when we engage in these conversations, we can do so with passion. We can do so with vigor, particularly if there's a sense that there might be a rule or a law that is some way divergent from God's rules or God's laws or God's ideals and his heart but we always always do this with respect and parents in particular you have a role here to play in tone setting in the life of your children and family and those around you because your children will relate to those in authority in the ways that you relate to those in authority. Just look at this cartoon that may ring a bell for some teachers, which may be why you're happy to be on summer break. Says uh, The first frame says, It's a note from Toby's school. They say he has a problem with authority. And the father grabs it and says, Swines! <laughs> teachers, you may... Uh, Remind, this may bring to your mind some families that you may need a break from for a couple of months over the course of the summer. But uh, it just reminds us of the fact that as parents, those around us will take our cues in terms of how we treat those in authority. So the philosophical framework that God is the source of all authority, we still have very practical questions and that we have to wrestle with. So one of the questions is, well, why then do I need to obey legitimate Authority. And one of the reasons the scripture teaches us for this is that obedience to those in authority and legitimate authority, legitimately exercised, is actually tied to blessing in our lives. In Ephesians 6, right after it says, You know, children, obey your parents. It says, Honor your father and mother. This is a command with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. Obedience to a legitimate authority is tied to blessing in our lives. In our family, I had a great-grandma named Great-Grandma Nan, and she lived to be 104 years old. And she was a wonderful woman. I can remember on long weekends, often in the summers, we would leave up north and we would drive down. We'd come and visit her. She lived in Guilford, and we would go and visit Great-Grandma Nan, and she would have incredible stories of all the things that she lived through and all the experiences. I can remember one time just crawling up and sitting right beside her and getting kind of right up in her face and saying, Great-Grandma Nan, how did you live to be so old not sure i said it with a respectful tone it was just more idle curiosity like she was really old you know she got a letter from the queen when she turned 100 like she was really old in my young mind and thinking and she raised i can remember her raising her craggy finger and getting right down in my face and she said young man i obeyed my parents and then she quoted Ephesians six two and three, and things will go well with you. You will have a long life on the earth. You see, God links our obedience to those in authority with blessing in our lives. When we obey, things tend to go well for us. And in First Peter chapter two. Verse 19 says, after a discussion about obedience to the state, says, God is pleased with you when you do what you know is right. And sometimes that involves being patient and enduring unfair treatment. I don't know about you, but oftentimes when it comes to the conversation about authority and obedience to authority, I am tempted with the same things that Korah was tempted with. I'm tempted to think of uh, pride and power. I'm tempted to think that if someone else is in authority, then it means I'm not in authority, and that doesn't sit very well with me, because if I was in authority, I would do things quite differently and make different choices, and so I begin to think about it and just kind of let that stew in my mind a little bit and think about all the things that I would do differently if I was in charge, and then I begin to get a little bit grouchy and hostile towards others in authority, because I like calling the shots, And especially this happens if you feel like there's something that maybe you've been treated unfairly by those in authority. But a discussion of biblical authority reminds us and cautions us against being tempted by those things. And reminds us that God has orchestrated the authority structures in our lives. And when we live within those, things just go better. So we're going to illustrate this with a game. And we've got, we're, let's go over here. We have more space. So kids, if you want to come over here with me, we can have lots of people play this with me. We're going to play one of my favorite games. Go, 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 stop. Okay? All right, so red light, green light, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, ready? So we're going to start here. All right. And we need, we need somebody to be it. Who's going who's to kind of call the shots? Yeah? Okay, Ella, do you want to be it? Okay. All right. You go over there. All right. You ready? Okay. So you know how this game works, right? Yeah. Okay. So you're going to, you're going to say to us, go, 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 stop. And you're going to turn around the other way, right? So you can't, you can't, or just close your eyes. Just put your hands over your eyes. No cheating. Put your hands over your eyes. Say, go, 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 stop. And when you say stop and you open your eyes, if any of us are still moving, then those people are out, right? And then they have, to, they have to sit off to the side. They can sit over here by the windows, okay? All right, so you guys all know the rules? Ready? Okay. All right, go ahead, Ella. <laughs> all right, I'm it. You go over there. Thanks. Great. Thanks for playing, Ella. Great, great job. Good job. All right, back to the starting line. Back to the starting line. All right, ready? Go, 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 go. Stop. No, no, you're all out. No, no, that was no good at all. Oh, you, all were. you were all still moving there. Yeah, no, that didn't work at all. Nope. All right. Um, actually, no, Hannah, you were okay. The rest of you can sit down, but Hannah, just keep coming. Ready? You can play still. All right, go, 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 stop. No, Hannah, just keep coming. Don't worry about the rest of them. Yeah, no, don't. They're all out. Don't, yeah, they're all, they're all done. No? Are you getting a little frustrated playing this game? Yeah, do you know why? Because we're not playing by the rules, no, right? You're the the rule. Yeah, it's true. I'm not playing by the rules. It's true. It's <laughs> <You're the laughs> a g- good observation. That's a very good observation. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's try it again. Okay, Hannah, do you want to be? You be it. Okay. No. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Whoops. Sorry, Okay. Now we're all gonna play by the rules this time. Okay. Ready? Okay. Go. We're getting close. Oh yeah. Oh, I feel like you're moving, Jared. I feel like you're moving. You're like right in mid Oh, you're right in mid stride. Hey, you're out again. Whoa. This is hardcore. Just picking them off one at a time. Oh, you got to give us a chance. I thought I was me. No way, Jared, you're out. Oh, you two are out. Oh, man. Whoa. This is hardcore. Are you still in? Okay. All right. I feel like I don't even want to move because I'll... Oh, man, he's hardcore. This is crazy. Oh, man. Oh, nuts. Okay, all right. Okay, you can go and have a seat. (laughs) Uh, Man, I'm going to have to practice my go, 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 stop. This is intense. So, So... why, there were some parts of the game that, that didn't work, right? Why didn't they work that very first time when we were playing? Why didn't it work? Well, I was cheating, of course, but I didn't care that I was cheating. I just decided that the rules didn't apply to me, so I would just keep walking when they said stop. Why else, What? Were other times where the game didn't work? How about when I was it? Absolutely, I just showed favoritism. The rest of you can sit down. Hannah, you're okay. Just keep coming, keep walking. Yeah, so there's elements to that that help us understand a little bit about authority and a word to those in authority because the scriptures are clear on this too that for those who are in authority and if you have a position of authority in some way, don't abuse or misuse your authority. Again, in Ephesians 6, it says fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up in the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Sometimes authority can either governmental authority, spiritual authority, family, school, or other authority can be exercised in profoundly damaging and unhealthy ways. And so this would be one of those situations where while being respectful, you might need to remove yourself from that, particular situation because situations of abuse of power can be used to coerce and manipulate and that's not a legitimate expression or healthy expression of authority. In some ways this has led entire generations and entire countries to question authority and its legitimacy but maybe the real question for authority comes to us from our text in Numbers chapter 16 and that is this for you and I if we have places of authority that we exercise them in our jobs in our homes and other places what is your usual response when people challenge your authority Moses' response was quite different than what I think my usual response is. My usual response is to become a little bit defensive, to think of maybe all the reasons why that person is wrong, why they maybe aren't looking at the situation in the same way that I'm looking in the situation. Clearly, I'm looking at it from an unbiased perspective, so they are just not seeing what I'm seeing. But when Moses heard these complaints against him when people challenged his authority and not just a small group of people a massive amount of leaders challenged moses authority in number 16 verse 4 when moses heard what they were saying he fell down on the ground and he prayed and then again in Numbers 16 22 and numbers 16 44 moses and aaron fell face down on the ground and they prayed Because they knew and they understood that ultimately their authority came from God. And so if it was a challenge to their authority, they needed to go to the source of their authority to ensure that they responded appropriately. And so it turns out that there's a bit of an equation around authority for us to remember. And the authority equation goes something like this. If the source of the authority is legitimate and plus you add in legitimate exercise of that authority, then our response is respect and obedience. Authority, legitimate authority, legitimately exercised, calls for response and obedience on our part. And so many places I see a critical attitude and a critical spirit toward those in authority undermining people and taking them out from under god's blessing cora did it his pride his desire for power and authority led him to be divisive led him to cause a split and in fact in the end though that split came back to haunt him and his family and he had to live with the consequences of his rebellion because ultimately his rebellion was not against moses or aaron it was against god so as we wrap up today i want to teach you a little song that can help us remember this. It's a little song that uh, helps me because I'm not really good at spelling, as some of you who've got an email from me might attest to, uh, or a text, but uh, this is a little song that I learned in Sunday school when I was growing up. And so I'm going to teach it to you, and then maybe this can help you remember a little bit about respect and obedience for authority. Okay, so the obedience song goes this way. Obedience is the very best way to show that you believe. Does anybody recognize this? Doing exactly what the Lord commands, doing it happily. Action is the key, do it immediately. The joy you will receive. Obedience is the very best way to show that you believe. Here's the spelling part. O-B-E-D-I-E-N-C-E. Obedience is the very best way to show that you believe. All right, try it with me. Obedience is the very best way to show that you believe. Doing exactly what the Lord commands, doing it happily. Action is the key, do it immediately, the joy you will receive. Obedience is the very best way to show that you believe. O, b, e, d i-e-n-c-e obedience is the very best way to show that you believe good work guys all right good singing i'm going to pray for you and dismiss you and uh, hopefully that sticks in your head a little bit to remember about obedience and respect for those that God's placed in authority over us. So God, we thank you that you have uh, called us to that. We thank you that you've given us the ability to do it by your spirit. We thank you for uh, the place in which you have put us, in our families, in our country. And we pray that you would gift us with the the ability to be respectful and obedient to those that you've put in authority over us. And to challenge things where necessary, to see change come, but we also pray that you would give us an increased heart of humility to respond as you would have us respond and live as you would have us live. And so we commit ourselves to going into this weekend and into the rest of this day and this week uh, with an obedient heart and spirit to you ultimately as our Father and to the one who created everything and into the people that you've placed in authority around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Happy Canada Day.